I tested, you know, a bunch of different videos on TikTok, some of most of which didn't really perform until I did one video on like the different types of Persian dancing that, you know, took off. And then I was like, boom, there it is. Gotta connect back to my roots. I'm Gabriella Tavacoli Bailey, and I've worked in unscripted television as an executive producer and TV executive doing what I love most storytelling. I'm an extremely curious person, and I decided to do this podcast so I can dig in and learn about fascinating people living extraordinary lives. And I called up my very talented friend, Aurelie Minazad, who is a writer and journalist, and together we are going to learn about people's journeys and provide you with a fun listen and a good time. Welcome to Tell Us Something We Don't Know. By the way, I was telling some friends that um, we're interviewing you and they're like, have him do his accent the whole time. Oh my God, no, no. I know. It sounds I exhausting. Like, it's talking yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then like you have an Austin B- Butler situation. Where, oh like, yeah, you have to get coached <laughs> to not talk it. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest today is the very funny and debonair content creator and comedian Reza Jackson. If you follow him on TikTok or Instagram, you've been blessed with his fashion tips, hilarious videos dance moves, recipes, and sculpted chest peeking out of his dress shirts. We're going to discuss his rise to social media stardom and what's next for him. Welcome, Reza. Hello, Reza. How how did you like that intro? That was was, was a good one. The chest one was definitely my my favorite part. I knew he'd like that one, Gabrielle. That was was Orly's line. Everybody, you're welcome. Exactly. I push the for that one, Reza. I push for that one. The question is, like, shaved or not shaved? Like, you know, I've been trying to answer that for many years. I think it's an in-between. But I think you walk a fine line in between, right? You don't want it too, like, clean, right? It's like you're not 12. So the problem is my, like, trimmer. Every time I go to, like, trim it to get that in-between look, I make a mistake and there's, like, a bald spot. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> You need to take tips from my husband. Her husband's white. He doesn't understand. My husband will help you out with that. What does he do? What does Siavash do? The same. The trimmer thing. The trimmer thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's a professional trimmer. <laughs> we hire somebody to come yeah. here. <laughs> the problem is that serious. <laughs> okay, wait. So real quick, you're Reza Jackson. So Jackson, that's not Persian. Talk to us about that. Where did that come from? So this is like a secret. I don't know if I want I'm just joking. My, my real last name isn't, isn't Jackson, surprise, but I was coined this nickname. It was literally, I remember this when I was 17 and Facebook had launched and I wanted a name for Facebook and I've always been obsessed with Michael Jackson and I have a tattoo of Michael Jackson. You've oh seen my gosh, my, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and so it was just yeah i stuck with it and now i'm reza jackson and it confuses persians but but your michael jackson obsession was from when you were younger right because you actually know how to dance like him that's not something yeah. you learn as an adult no. <laughs> and you don't get a tattoo yeah. of michael jackson just because of your facebook name so this obsession yeah, is deep he, he legit deep. knows how to dance like michael jackson yeah, I mean, it goes back to like 
when I was five in Iran and like uh, my rich uncle would have like the VHS tapes of like yeah. the music videos. We yeah. all sit around. I remember they don't care about us. Was, like one that came out around yeah. that time, like 1995. So I started dancing like him since then. And then when we moved to Canada, I started like actually taking it seriously. And at some point I was like getting flown to cities to do MJ performances, like in full outfit. My dad, yeah. my dad built like, have you seen the way you make me feel performance where he's behind a screen and you could only see his shadow and then it yeah, yeah. breaks. Mm-hmm. So he built something like that manually. He built like these clamps that I could put my feet in and do like the lean. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. I love that, that your dad cultivated that in you. My dad would have been like, Boro Baba, Boro, Boro Madness. Eh. at one point we had like uh french immersion classes swimming classes taekwondo i was also like an artist so i did like charcoal watercolor oil painting dancing like busy busy ass schedule for a 12 year old how many kids are you just me that's oh, probably why. Oh, well, wow. yeah, I have an only child also, and I think he's. We're just like, well, we have all this time. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> just, do your thing. Yeah. So you in the intro, I purposely didn't include that you're Persian because I feel it's not just appealing to the Persian population. I think you appeal mm-hmm. to many, so I want to highlight that. But you are Persian, hundred percent, and you were born in Iran. Right, Tehran. So do you remember living there? So I left at seven and I do remember like tidbits of living there for sure. But I also went back and visited every like other year until I was like 22, 23. And then I haven't gone since then. So I have a lot of memories and you know recent memories with Iran. And then you went to Canada. Mm-hmm. And then so where do you live now? So I'll tell you the whole story. When I was seven, I moved to Vancouver, Canada. I was there for maybe like 15 years. Moved to Toronto for eight. And then I moved to LA just over two years ago. Oh, wow. You're a newbie to LA. What do you think so far? Yeah, we're both in LA. I love LA. I mean, the weather is unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say, you came from Canada to here. The winters is alone just <laughs> so okay let's let's go into your origin story of how this whole thing started for you yeah so this is like dating back early when i first moved to toronto i always would take pictures of like my outfits on my iphone and then i remember meeting a content creator at the pool at this pool of like this building and he's like hey man like you should try like getting a dslr camera look i got all this like paid collabs with xyz brands my MacBook is sponsored, et cetera. And so that's what sparked that. And I got a DSLR camera. I remember when I had my first, I had 5,000 followers and I got like this first free wooden watch. It was like a little milestone for me. Yeah. And so from that point, there's still no video yet. So this is all like aesthetic, like kind of like model-esque type content. The content got better. And like, I guess in a span of like, you know, three or so years, I got up to 25,000 followers on Instagram. There was still no TikTok and COVID hit. Mm. And then when COVID hit, and I would always have videos like in my stories, but I never created like video content, which is definitely like where my passion is, right? Like where my personality shines through. 
And so because of COVID, I tested, you know, a bunch of different videos on TikTok, some of most of which didn't really perform until I did one video on like the different types of Persian dancing that, you know, took off. And then I was like, boom, there it is. I got to start making, got to connect back to my roots. And that's kind of what started the journey. And in the past three, four years, you know, that's what helped me grow from that 25K to, you know, 340K on Instagram and just under 500K on TikTok. We've interviewed a handful of content creators and kind of heard their journeys. And one thing that's common is COVID, right? And then the other thing is finding your niche. And so when you were doing other videos before it hit, were they just not targeted towards being Persian? And then you decided to focus on being Persian and that's where your audience grew? More or less. Yeah. Like I'd say before that one dancing video, I didn't have any clear indicators as far as like what is something that's going to continually resonate. And then once I did the Persian, I did a part two, I did a part three and I kept performing. So I was like, okay. And I realized like throughout the process, it was very organic because I'm, I'm just really drawing from my own yeah. actual life. I'm looking at my mom and dad and they're like, oh my God, they do this shit. I think it was sort of like a stars aligned as far as like what's going to resonate and what's going to be authentic and what can I do continuously. It is interesting that like, you know, I know we think like, oh, it's only the Persians that just that relate to this, but I get so many like people sharing like non-Persians sharing videos of, you know, like Persian dancing or, you know, whatever, because I think that it's just fun. The difference here between like other like more traditional Persian influencers is that I yes I'm 100% blood Persian but I grew up in in Canada and in America right so mm-hmm. like culturally I'm mixed and that's why I think it, it appeals to not just Persians because I'm relaying my experience as a yeah. second generation immigrant not just a Persian so those themes are the same with someone whose parents moved from Russia anywhere, right? Yeah. That's a, that's another country. They're, they're all very similar. We just have our own specific nuances. That's true. That's a good point. So wait, the, the people that you collaborate with, your mom is one of them, right? <laughs> She's so, a good one. She's yeah. Amazing. Was she hesitant at first? And then you had to kind of convince her to be on board or what was that like? Or was she like, yes, bring me on. So it's funny. My dad wasn't hesitant at all. He encourages it, but like he kind of isn't so good in front of the camera and like taking directions of like, say this, say that, or react like this, but he he gives it his all. My mom, on the other hand, like is annoyed by it. She's like, ah, I just want to relax. I don't have makeup on. I'm not wearing the right pants. Why are you showing palm? And she has a whole baby name in her Instagram story. But when she goes on, she like nails it. Yeah. First round. Like she's a performer. Like she's excellent. So that's her balance. No, she seems like a natural for sure. She's a natural. Like we are Persian, of course, we blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Series. Like my mom would nail it on the first one. My dad would be like, 10 takes. Say this word. Say this word. And then after the footage is done, she's like, are we down short? 
She is young. Is super young. And she parties more than any of us <laughs> part. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. She's good. I love the dancing. Right? So when you're putting together your content, like talk us through your, your process. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. The process on all these things, even like the niche, is is a is a changing thing for a variety of factors, and I'll explain that. So, like previously, I would do three videos a day. So, like after work, five to six, I'd like scroll through TikTok, like get inspiration, get ideas. I'd bang out like three videos, post them, and I would sort of bank on the volume. Now, I'm doing one a day trying to do like ideas throughout the week, like come up with ideas, film them on the weekend, and then edit them on the weekdays when I post it. So I have one per day, you know, five to six days per week. They're definitely higher quality, right? Gotcha. So that's the process now. And then in terms of the niche, I, this is a very like active thing with, you know, January 1st, my, my thing is like to move more into the millennial bucket mm. which will have persian moments my mom will be there i'm not hiding the fact that i'm persian but it's going to be less like persian only videos because i think one i've capped on the number of followers there's only so much more persians that you can have and two i'm i am a millennial and there's so many so many stories to be told there and then three from a brand perspective of like well, who brands look to partner with Persian demographic isn't really a market that they're like keen yeah, on. Like, yeah. But millennial, boom. That's like people that are making money, they're having kids. Like it's an addressable market. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's your main, what would you say is like the main way of monetizing? For me, brand deals. And there's like, because the creator economy fund, that kind of sucks. Like you're barely making any money. Yeah. Instagram had like a reels program, which actually was working very well. Like it was a good, like compliment to the income. They stopped that program, but like, it depends on who the creator is. If they're YouTube, if they're YouTubers, then the income is predominantly going to come from like ad revenue. And it's so much more sustainable than like depending on brand deals. But on the flip side, so much more work. Think about like how long it takes to make a 40 second video times that by, 20 to make a 10 minute video. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so just so you know, my background, so I'm in unscripted television, been doing it forever for like TLC and for Netflix, but I'm also working with content creators like yourself that have like 5 million plus on Instagram and TikTok, but that are trying, and most of their money comes from brand deals, but they're looking to monetize into the YouTube space, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so kind of building that platform out for them. And I definitely, I, I don't think you're alone in when you're saying in, on the other side of things, it is really through brand deals is how content creators make their most, most of their money. And it's very lucrative, you know, for sure. But I think it is, again, like you said, in terms of like figuring out, like it's a business, like, you know, you're having fun and you're putting these videos out and people are just scrolling, but there's like a strategy behind it too, right? With not only when something goes viral, but like what, talk to us about like hashtags and, you know, figuring out like your, like a strategy behind it of when to post, how to post, what to post, like that, the specifics. Yeah. It's funny, like it's like you think you have the answer and you think that all these specifics matter and then you get proved otherwise. And so that's, I, I'll go back to the theme of like, nothing is a constant and everything is a change. So it's a uh, game of like continual trial and error. I used to think that posting at 7 p.m. every single day was optimized. And then one day by accident, I posted at 12 p.m. and it blew up and I was like, oh, wait a minute. So like, I think that there's all these like theories and like number of six hashtags that's like the maximum you should put to not like over give them too much information where they don't know where yep. to show your content, but also make your hashtags more specific versus broad because if it's going to 10 billion, then it's not going to get the traction that you need. And I think there's merit behind all those like hacks or tricks to like beating the algorithm. Yeah. But yeah. really at the end of the day at the end of the day really the only thing that actually matters is the quality of your content and if it hits so like if i was a creator starting out i would just focus on that one thing because the other things are just like distracting in my opinion just yeah. focus on making content that's going to crush now when we look at content there are certain rules that you can or guidelines like the first three seconds you want to engage someone because that's usually how long it takes for them to decide to stay to watch or scroll. Yep. So I would use that framework. Yeah. Like, am I drawing people in with these three seconds? Is the theme of what I'm talking about relevant? Which is why like things that have like really funky, like my Persian mom and passports, like if yeah. that's re relatable to people, they're going to lean in. And if the, the video stays is good throughout, then they're going to continue watching. But your content is super diverse. I mean, you have the Persian thing, you have the millennial thing, you have your your fashion influencer too. So, I mean, I feel like you have so many avenues to make this yeah, work. What, what I'm trying to nail is like, how do I bring comedy into like fashion and how does it all roll back up to like being millennial? Mm, so oh. like the inter intersection, so I don't know if you've seen the videos of like the Zara ones. Yes, we were talking about that one, yes. <laughs> So that's like a perfect example yeah. of like comedy yet like hey these are pretty good poses like that's a pretty sick outfit like how can we do yeah. that because fashion content i think is boring and i think people don't really care unless you're like the guy for fashion you know the best way to like yeah. actually blow up is like relatability and comedy because people 
yeah. want to laugh, you know? Well, I think you do a good combo of it. And I yeah. think for inspiration for your next video, you should do a video of doing returns at Zara. Because I don't know <laughs> if you guys have this experience. I mean... Wait, what do you mean? Attitude. I mean, every time I go to Zara to like do returns, it's like... It's as if like they've sewn the clothes themselves and they're so offended you're returning it. It's just why torture. are you returning all your clothes to Zara? Though? Because nothing fits me, Gabriella. <laughs> okay, I don't have a model S body like you two. Oh, okay, up. so you guys obviously don't relate to this. <laughs> well, maybe it's because Persians like buy clothes, wear them, and then try to return them. So they have a bad I don't. I if something and fit me and looked good on me, I wouldn't return it. I'm very <laughs> desperate. I don't do that. <laughs> But yeah, our Persian moms definitely like doing that. They, oh, I think like the world has changed their return policy because of us. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. That's why we love we love Costco. <laughs> like no rules. There's no rules. Like, you've used it for five years. He's God, crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's cycling. <laughs> All right, Reza, are you ready for some rapid fires? Yes. So I just saw your son, Rob, if I was going to ask me, like, do I give you a one word answer? Like, what's However you like, want. However you want. Casual, no, yeah. no rules. Like Costco, baby. Here yes. we go. Okay. <laughs> Reza, what hair products do you use for your curly hair? Asking for a friend. Bumble and Bumble Curly Cream. Oh, okay. all right. My hair is super curly. That's why I ask. You so, do the keratin, okay. right? Me? Don't you no, do keratin? No, I do the blow hair blow dryer. No, I don't do the keratin. Oh, your hair is naturally... Not me? I'm like, well, you told me about keratin like 10 years ago, I remember. I, and then like I did like it 10 years ago and I didn't do and it again. Did, like, okay. Have you ever done keratin treatments, Reza? I used, to, I used to do it a lot when I would straighten my hair. So the curl, curl, like letting my own curls is like a last six years kind of thing. Yeah, no, I like, I like it. it. Yeah, I like that you're rocking cool it, it. And your And your beard. But why is your beard curly? Is that a thing? It is. It is. Right. Oh, okay. So if you grow it longer, it's gonna okay. Yeah. How long it have you curly. had? How long have you had a beard for? Ten years. Wow. I bet you, if you shave that thing off, you'll get a lot of views. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't mean. I don't mean beards. I don't mean like, like people want to see have, what he looks people like. People want to yeah. see what you look curious, like. And then, yeah. and then like in two days you grow it back because you're Persian. Yeah, because you're so Persian. You're exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Squeeze it out. Okay. What movie do you watch when you're depressed? I would say show. Shit's Creek. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's, a good one. that's a good one. Are you, are you more of a TV um, versus movie person? I, I like both. But like TV is like what I would watch like before going yeah. to bed versus movie would be like, okay. Yeah, and it's comforting, like especially when it's something yeah. you know. Yeah. If you could repeat any time in your life, when would it be? Now. Yeah. The present. Living your best life now. Yeah. But but like taking that hat off, I think some of the memories that I'm fond of is actually like back, like early college years. Yeah. When you were like old enough to drink and like have fun, meet girls for it and whatever, but like you didn't have the stress about like making a living and like the pressure oh, of like yeah. being successful. Yeah. 100%. Like going to sleep without any money problems. Yeah. Not money problems, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, adults. Yeah, 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 exactly. Being a, yeah, yeah, adulting. Yeah. Where did yeah. you go to school? University. I went to UBC okay. in Vancouver. Awesome. Okay. When you get a phone call from someone, instead of a text, do you immediately panic, drop the phone and run? Or do you? are you fine with phone calls? Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't even get phone calls because everybody's on do not disturb mode. 
24-7. Yeah. So you're a texter. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I, 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 I can, like, I'm already so distracted as it is. Like I'm doing multiple things at once. Like having the energy of a phone call is the, and like, I'm in all these meetings all day. So like, I don't want to get a notification that just throws me off. Celebrity couple goals. Is there a celebrity couple out there that you're like, that's, that's what I want. I've recently been really fond of uh, Victoria Beckham and David Beckham. Me too. Yeah. yeah that documentary. Seen the documentary. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and his, like their little banter. Yeah. That they have. Yes. Yeah. 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 My relationship is closer to that one where we're just trolling each other constantly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I relate to that one a lot more. <laughs> so sexy. Super. <laughs> so romantic. Cruises. Yay or nay? What? Cruises. 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 Yeah. You know, like going on a ship. Because I don't know why I thought about that because... Some people really love it. And I think it's the worst thing in the world. It sounds horrible to me. I mean, I've done it. So I know it's horrible. But being stranded on a ship for days. Depends on what kind of cruise, though. Like if it's like people from Ibiza doing like a three-day cruise around like southern, you know, Spain or whatever. Yeah. If it's a cruise going to like Alaska with family, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) Jump off the ship and stuff. I mean, actually, I would love it because I love spending time with family, but I'm just saying yeah. they're both yeah. different yeah. types of vacations. Yachts, yes. Oh, Yachts, yeah. Different story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, Reza. And finally, tell us something we don't know. Oh, fun fact. You might already know this. As I learned to navigate LA, there's more Armenians in LA than there are Armenians in Armenia. <laughs> ah. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Someone, someone in LA. Speaking of Armenians, have you gone to Rafi's Kebab yet in Glendale? Of course. <laughs> I, I went there before I moved to LA. Oh, I see. Okay. So great good. spot. Such a great spot. And then where can people find you, Reza? Instagram, it's at R-E-Z-A underscore J-A-X. And then TikTok is at Reza Jackson. So R-E-Z-A Jackson. Well, thank you. Do you want for... LinkedIn? Yeah, <laughs> give us your link. <laughs> it's Reza Musavi, and that's my real last name. Ah, there we go. We got it at the end. We got, we got it. his real got last it. name. <laughs> that's something that you did not know. I should... yeah, there we go. There you go. I love how right all there. of us do this throughout the entire... <laughs> <laughs> the hand gestures are yes. out of control. Well, thank you so much. We'll yeah, thank you, Reza. That was, was fun. So good yeah. meeting you. Yes. You too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us Something We Don't Know. You can find us on Instagram at TUSWDK or email us at info at tellussomethingwedontknow.com. Audio and editing by Simon Greffenstedt and theme music provided by Signature Tracks. Signature Tracks.